0: High Noon with George Hook.
1: News Talk 106.
0: Well, I'm joined, of course, by uh, Dr. Kira Kelly for the Hook Health Check-Up. I would remind you that, of course, Alive and Kicking, which uh, she uh, presents to monstrous acclaim here on News Talk on Sunday mornings, now moving to Saturdays. As such is the demand for her dulcet tones over the airwaves starting this week, Kira?
1: Yeah, very exciting. 9 a.m. this son- Saturday morning, no longer on a Sunday. Alive and Kicking it will be kicking off.
0: Right, well, I am. I, um, I won't ask you, I know you're back from a uh, holiday. I won't ask you were you on new, new to speeches or not, because that's becoming a very popular topic at the moment. We're just talking about new to speeches on the program. I, I want to tell you something about the hook health checkup. Go on. Right? I'm really happy that we're getting more and more really me- important medical questions for you. Right. However, the Aegis content <laughs> remains secure, right? So can we do the two Aegis ones first? Is question two, one of the <laughs> Aegis. <laughs> right. Now, hello, <laughs> Doc. I was electrocuted taking the plug out. I blacked out for a couple of seconds. My arm has been tingling since. My heart is racing should I get a check-up? <laughs> Should he get a check-up?
1: Do you want to take this one, George?
0: <laughs> Will you go to the bloody doctor and stop wasting do
1: you know what time? I think is fabulous? This poor Egypt, as you say, he has electrocuted themselves, probably stopped their own heart and collapsed and everything. And what do they do? They text George Hook. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But your heart would stop when you're electrocuted. Well it could because that's when it you could, think about what we do to people with cardiac arrhythmias like atrial fibrillation which you have, George, they often electrocardiovert them. They actually give them the chung, you know, the yeah. kind of all clear kind of thing. That's what they do. They elect they pass an electrical current through the heart to alter all the right. rhythm. And that's what this fella has done with a plug. But um, I, I just think it's very funny. The first thing he thinks of doing is texting you, George. Uh, the you should be fel- flattered.
0: Then the other fella's fifty seven. Right. He never goes to the bathroom at night, no matter how much liquid he's consumed. I don't know why he's writing to me <laughs> except to make me jealous I think
1: that is I think he's actually boasting is what he's doing. <laughs> he's showing off the sides of his own bladder or something. Yeah. yeah. Um well well done him, anyway. Fair right. play to him. Now
0: let's get to the serious stuff. Okay. With with things I can't pronounce.
1: Yeah, I knew that.
0: I have been diagnosed with LGA IGA, nephra- yeah. IgA, nephropathy or whatever. Nephropathy,
1: you- it's it's a kidney uh, inflammation. Oh, yeah.
0: Doctors start me has started me on pre death tablets. Prednis
1: alone, There's oral steroids, yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Three per day for the next two months. I'll be in total. I'll be on these steroids for six months, and, and together with calcium supplements, my CKD chronic is, kidney disease, right, is mild in the sense that his kidneys are functioning and filtering a hundred percent. So, do you have any thoughts about steroid treatment for CKD?
1: Is he not okay? Well he's asking us Are we? you see this is a wood for the trees kind of a question he's saying to us am I at risk of diabetes from these steroids? Well realistically yes you are but having said that hold back you might say back up the truck you're on them so you don't go into kidney failure do you know what I mean I need a kidney transplant if I was going to have if I was going to pick from a menu of bad things and I was going to say hmm will I have diabetes or will I have kidney failure I need a kidney transplant I would go with the diabetes. So, so on balance, of course, you need these steroids because he wants to get the inflammation under control in his kidneys so that it dies yeah. down, so that his kidneys are safe. Do you know? Do you because know? Because
0: I mean? I'm constantly the only thing I know about kidney dialysis is from taxi drivers, and you, feel you really get a lot of your life's information from taxi drivers. <laughs> but you feel really sorry for patients, like a taxi driver picks the same person up at maybe eleven o'clock yeah. in the morning, four or five days a yeah. week for yeah. dialysis. Yeah.
1: Now this guy isn't at that stage. No, all. that's but you the point, be pretty happy about The it. point is you want to suppress the nephropathy. You want to keep the inflammation at an absolute minimum because you want those... kid. You need your kidneys to function for the whole of your life. And as we age, our kidney function does go off a little bit anyway. Everybody's
0: yeah. does. Pee in the middle of the night. Oh, well,
1: that's prostrating maybe more. But you know what? Anyway, the long yeah. and the short of it is, is I think that we aren't best placed to advise him on this to be honest that would be his nephrologist. But yeah, I do think you need these steroids. I do think you need to mind your kidneys and I think you need to look after them very carefully.
0: You did mention the long and the short of it so you could have done the short version rather than the long version. I like to give the good
1: value answer. I like to give the the answer with all the information. All
0: right. well what about this one? I'm really interested in this. Seven year old has complained of pains in her chest stinging pains. I assume there is reflux says the the mother uh, because she had that as a baby. Brought her to the dock, paid 60 Great, and the doctor said, "Stay off chicken curry masala, um, and she'd be okay." But it made no difference, and now she's getting notes from school saying she's not well. Like, where did the chicken curry chicken masala? Well, I come think from? what the
1: doctor there was doing was 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 saying, "Well, look, if it is reflux, lay off a bit of spicy food, and that may improve it." Although kids who have reflux, in the same way adults have reflux. Often need medication for reflux too. They need um, the sort of things that, that uh, Next, yeah. yes, that type of thing. We usually put kids on a slightly different one, but yes, uh, similar things. One of my own kids had reflux all the way up to about this age and had medicine for so. Quite what are you saying time. to
0: this worried mum?
1: I'm saying you probably need a few investigations. I'm saying you probably need a chest X-ray. You might need a few other bits and pieces done, and we try and find out why your your daughter has yeah. the chest. But we we don't have a proper diagnosis here. All we have is pain, and the pain is coming from somewhere. Could it be? It could be a something as simple as a thing called costochondritis George where uh, you get pain in the cartilage of your kind of ribs where your ribs meet your breastbone and that could be to do with growth or anything like that all so right. so it could be a, a variety of non, non-event type illnesses or, or, or yeah. sort of problems but I, I think we need a, a, a sure footing on the diagnosis Well
0: you know normally the way I criticise you like well, for yeah all the for, time for keep getting, passing on work to all your consultant pals to, yes, to, to you, you do, do yeah. more investigations yes. I have to say in this case, telling the parent that the kids stay off spicy food is a bit simplistic. And if a child at seven, whether it's reflux or something else, you have to go a bit deeper. Well we don't I'm supporting it Yeah we're
1: not a unsure footing with the diagnosis and what we need to do is find its diagnosis Could it be something as simple as growing pains? Yes it could but uh, it Well it could be or it could be something to do with the, you know yeah. a pleurisy or you know, I, We don't know what the pain yeah. is coming from we just don't know um, and it could be that she does have reflux but that sticking off the spicy food wasn't enough for the reflux she actually needed a medicine for the reflux All right, But we need to look into it a bit deeper Don't worry about it but I would bring her back
0: Now interestingly I know something about the next question uh, I've had Bell's Palsy for two weeks now. And then the second part of the question, you'll probably explain. What is best exercise for bad eye please? Now I've had Bell's Palsy where it freezes like one side of your face. Have isn't? you had
1: Bell's Palsy? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. It freezes one side yes, of your you, face. You, you, it's and a you palsy. A, yeah. And you have a crooked face as you do. a result.
1: It, people often initially mistake it for a stroke do you know what I mean because their yeah. face starts to go funny they start to drop on one side and they go oh my god I'm having a stroke yeah. but it's actually Bell's palsy yes so what they're saying is is what I see I don't know what the, what they've had done already I think Bell's palsy needs two things it, it's a bit like the CKD it needs oral steroids not topical steroids it's oral right. steroids because you have to suppress the inflammation and you also need physiotherapy because here's the here's the bad news about Bell's palsy the good news is most people this doesn't happen to but the bad news is a small number of people this does happen to it doesn't come back okay so you remain with a palsy it doesn't just sort of go away yeah, and so, to, so the
0: person has their face is permanently yes, disfigured
1: yes so in order to prevent that and minimise the risk of that, what you do is you get physiotherapy to the face and you take oral steroids. So this person, I'm not sure from this that they're doing either of these things. They should be attending a physio, but they also should be on medication. And if they're not, they need to go to a doctor.
0: I think, well, just a sec, the doctor said to me... This could be Bell's palsy and it could be something else and I think it was something else. Do you know that it was kind of a nervous thing because it went away after a couple of weeks without a great deal of treatment well, and well, as you know I still have a gorgeous face.
1: Be, you have actually quite a beautiful face if I yeah. may say so. But
0: So it mightn't have been Bell's palsy.
1: I think it was Bell's palsy because it went away by itself and the majority of them do but to minimise you becoming one of the people that it doesn't resolve All in right. you I go for you. physio and steroids because we don't know who it will resolve in spontaneously and who All will right. be left with a residual deficit, do you know what I mean? Somebody with a hmm. a remaining bit of a palsy, and a palsy is no crack, George, because you can't close your eye properly, and you dribble outside of your mouth, and you can't eat your tea without slurping, right. and yeah. all that. So it's and it's. Well, I had that for a fortnight. Yeah, and night. it's disfiguring. Yeah, and you and you and your face is your passport. Do you know what I mean? So.
0: Now, what's fib- polymyalgia? I know what fib. Well, I don't know what fibromyalgia is either. But is polymyalgia and fibromyalgia the same?
1: They're not dissimilar.
0: I'll put and it. And what you, are they?
1: Well, they're both sort of rheumatological conditions. They've asked about polymyalgia. Polymyalgia is not a pleasant thing. People it's sometimes called PMR, or polymyalgia rheumatica, and people get aches and pains and they'd often get it in their shoulders or down their arms or in their hips or or sort of all over the place and they would have loads and loads of pain and stiffness and it often happens in middle aged men and women and they can't you know, they can't get to sleep because they can't lie on either side, they can't do the gardening, they can't get in and out of chairs. And I sound like I work now for the steroid company. The treatment for that is often in the short term as well steroids because these are all inflammatory conditions and so we use quite powerful drugs like steroids to calm them down. Sometimes people do take anti-inflammatories or painkillers or that kind of thing and sometimes people need other forms of treatment as well. They might go to a rheumatologist who might put them on different types of of medication too. But um, it's an unpleasant thing. It flares up and it dies down. It's often exacerbated by stress and it is generally something that hits people in middle
0: age and it is a a condition of pain really. Well, Mariella who's in her 50s has fibromyalgia and she gets the pain that comes when she's standing, sitting or lying. Yeah, Fibromyalgia is is a similar ish condition.
1: It's slightly different. It has sort of trigger points and it has uh, it has you know, a closer maybe association with with depression and stress and all that kind of stuff. Um, It's also something you might attend a, a rheumatologist or a physio or those all kind right. of things for. But they're, they're awful nuisances for Georgian and they, they really are difficult for people. And, you know, I think we
0: need to have a lot of sympathy for people who suffer from them. I think I have another Egypt text, but I'm hesitating. Oh, go on, it, because I do no, enjoy them. Because I'm hesitating would. because it's a woman. You can call a man an Egypt and get away with it on I'll the radio. On. We're, we're, if,
1: we're very egalitarian on the health check. No,
0: you are not. You atheist feminists are the last thing you are as egalitarian. Um, but my only tips for getting a one-year-old to sleep on his own without being rocked to my arms is still needing to be rocked to normal. Now, as a father of three, grandfather of eight, I suggest... No, if the child wants to be rocked, rock the child.
1: And you make a good point. But. But, okay. But it's very hard to be able every single night to rock a child to sleep. And I put it to you this. It is a gift you give a child to teach them to fall asleep on their own easily. That's a, that's a gift. And rocking a child to sleep, of course children love it. Who wouldn't love You'd love someone to rock you to sleep. Oh, George.
0: listen, I only wish over the last 50 years I had it's, somebody to rock well, me well, to exactly.
1: sleep. Well, exactly. So so people, the babies love being rocked to sleep, but you also need two things. One is mum has other things to do and maybe will have other children and has all the kind of oh. stuff. So you can't just be rocking So
0: you're sleep. this tough guy kind of parent just throw the child in the bed and say go to sleep.
1: I'm not sure you have to kind of bark at them aggressively at the same time, but I do think developing a bedtime routine that your child is comfortable with mm. where they learn to fall asleep themselves as you give them a great gift. But children,
0: really to all children are different. Like some babies sleep... The sleeper, the, the 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 just other children sleep badly and are crying all the time and all sorts of things. Like parenting, as my 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 youngest daughter said to me once, she said it's called parenting, Dad.
1: It, it is. Um, I had, I'll tell you a little brief story. My eldest child used to wake about ten times a night. He was a dreadful sleeper, and we were up and down and tears and rocking and everything. He was a terrible, terrible sleeper. And eventually we had a second child as well and this start was, who was actually sleeping and the eldest one was still terrible. And he was about, I don't know, 18 months or whatever he was. And eventually somebody said to me, have you tried that controlled crying thing? Now this is going to light up your text Because people will think people are very against this. People don't parent this way anymore and if you let a child cry, you're cruel. I'm lighting
0: way. up about it before you even say it.
1: In two nights the child, who was not left for any longer than five minutes crying, fell asleep himself and has fallen asleep himself ever since and I think was not traumatised by the two nights of, of controlled crying but learned to sleep then and was able to sleep for himself ever after and I still think it was a gift and we should have done it sooner.
0: These hard parents just say go to sleep stop crying That's not
1: how it works let right. me tell anyway. you it's really now, not.
0: here's a very interesting one and I wonder will your Sherlock Holmes uh, My
1: Gimlet like skills Yeah
0: will you get it? "'My knuckles get very stiff and sore, "'often when I've been writing for a period of time, any ideas.'
1: Well, if this was somebody who said they were running for a period of time, you would just say, stop running. But I bet you, you don't say that about writing. I bet you you change your tune when no, it comes to writing. No, what
0: I would say is the fact this person has been is writing a lot would indicate the person is older rather than younger. So, therefore, because they are older, naturally their knuckles will get stiff and sore because they're older.
1: And they're probably developing some arthritic changes because right. arthritis is well fancy… Well Sherlock. …fancy… Dr. Watson, you're, you're still on the ball um, because they are actually arthritis is fancy medical jargon for a bit of wear and tear. So so yes, you're right. Um, keep your hands warm. That's, an, that's a very simple solution. Maybe take some omega-3 fish oils. They seem to help joints a little bit. A little bit of paracetamol, which is very much side effect free for most people, will actually take some of that pain and stiffness away. Because writing is a great joy and a great pleasure. Or for some people, it's their work as well.
0: So they don't necessarily want to stop. I'm getting a cold every couple of weeks, says a listener, I hasten to add. Is there something wrong with me? Well, There is something wrong with them.
1: Well, yes and no. Okay, there, <laughs> here we go. If you're somebody who's getting recurrent infections, could there be something wrong with your immune system? Yes, there could. But... Equally, if you've been unlucky and had pneumonia or, you know, shingles or have been run down in some way, you can be vulnerable for a period of time afterwards. Well,
0: I was going to put it slightly differently. It's the same cold.
1: Well, it could be that too, because sometimes viruses kind of wax and wane. I would suggest. While we, you know, we have a nice quiet weekend where we get a lot of sleep and we eat well and we rest and we start to beat the virus and then we start to... Our symptoms yeah. uh, sort of abate a little bit, yeah. but then we go back to work and we're getting up at seven o'clock on a Monday morning and standing on a yeah. dart in the rain, and our symptoms come back because we're not supporting our immune system to fight it. And
0: the other interesting thing is that geniuses like you, yes. medical geniuses, I like when you call me a genius. have been going around for hundreds of years, and you still haven't count found a cure for the most basic of things, the common cold.
1: But here's the you have no
0: answer to this. Here's person. the
1: wonderful thing: get it. And move on and forget about it. It's only a bloody cold. Um, what I would say to you is, is get more rest. Sleep, sleep, sleep is one of the best things you can give to your immune system. It's hugely important. Most of us are slightly sleep deprived. About three quarters of us are. We're not resting enough and it actually has a knock on right. effect on our stress levels, on our mood, on our energy and on our immune right. system. Okay.
0: I, it's difficult It's difficult getting a positive texts about you, but in fairness, I'll read them out. Orla says, lovely to hear Dr. Kelly. Uh, yeah, I know, I get it every week. Is she being kind about fibro? Now, Orla says that people get doctors, un- unbelieving doctors preaching that a young person could have fibromyalgia. Is that true?
1: In a word, yes. Um, Fibromyalgia is one of those things that doctors don't like because they don't really know how to affect any change in it. And when we don't know how to actually cure something or treat something effectively, we dismiss it because it makes us uncomfortable as physicians. Uh, And lots of people have conditions like that and get the bums rushed from the medical profession mm. I won't argue with uh, Orla on that one
0: huge amount of people suffering from Bell's palsy like John got it the physio recommended by the neurologist was he, who was just The physio was just guessing. And it was two years before they stumbled on the correct person. So you do need the correct kind of physio person.
1: Yes, and I think that's true of all... Like, okay, if you're going for a bit of a muscular sprain in your wrist or something, probably every physio is as good as any other physio or or what have you. But if you're going for something a little bit more specialist, like you have uh, Bell's palsy, or like you have benign positional vertigo, you do specialist physio for that. Or like you have... Uh, women's health issues that need physio. There are subspecialties within physio. Yeah. So do ask the physio before you just turn up do you treat this regularly? Are you confident yeah. and comfortable about treating Bell's palsy or whatever the condition you right. have is before you make the appointment? Yeah, of course,
0: now you're going to dismiss the next test or it's extra immediately. Like, well, she's recommending alternative meds, okay. medicine, but you're opposed though. Move along from it then. Acupuncture fixes Bell's palsy, no problem.
1: There is no evidence to suggest that. <laughs>
0: What? <laughs> These medics are gas. Talk so about a closed what? business. The fact that
1: we have to try and stick with evidence-based medicine because that's what we practice. The only thing that acupuncture has been shown to have any benefit above placebo in is certain types of musculoskeletal pain. That's the only thing. And even then it's a bit tenuous. The Chinese
0: face. have been doing it for a million yeah, and years you and, and you're Chinese, oh, I, I,
1: You'd swear that they were perfect.
0: Chinese invented acupuncture,
1: Yeah, but they? It doesn't mean the Chinese are any better off for it. For all we well, know there's millions of them. For all we know, they're in, they're in agony. And and, and they everything. live a
0: lot longer and they better, they're thinner. Uh, and That's the sp-
1: half of them are starving. Would you stop?
0: If I uh, uh, listened, 46-year-old male who had PSC for 10 years, got the old care five years ago. White spots are appearing on their toenails. Connection? I don't know, but it sounds
1: unlikely to me. White spots are often more to do with... Uh, deficiencies. Do you know what I mean? So I would suggest take a multivitamin and if you have concerns go and get a blood test. But There I-
0: are a lot of people who dismiss this multivitamin thing.
1: Ah, multivitamins are mostly a load of old codswallop. I agree with you. But, but your nails are fascinating, George. Because if you look at somebody's nails and if they are A spoon shaped, you can sort of say, I know it's hard to imagine, but you can say, oh, look, they have iron deficiency. Or if you start to see little lines in them that look like like splinters, you can say, oh, they might have something wrong with their heart. Or if they're a bit bowed the other way, you might say they have something wrong with their lungs. We see loads of things in people's nails that actually are indicative of stuff going on elsewhere in the body. And one of the things we do see is things like calcium deficiencies and nails breaking and vitamin D deficiencies and that kind of thing. So I think in this case... The other thing that I think multivitamins work quite well for is, you know, when people get a little crack at the side of their mouth in the cold weather, they crack at the side. It's called angular colitis. Anyway, people do. You don't know it because you haven't had it. And if you haven't had it, it doesn't exist as far as you're concerned.
0: You'll be close.
1: Yeah, I would be.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, this one here. uh, What's a supernumerary. Uh, under your armpit because it's been nipped, Greg says. It's soared the best of times. Now he'd like it removed. It's better known as a Scaramanga. Scaramanga was a fella in Bond who had three eyes or something. <laughs> Will a Bond expert tell me about Scaramanga? I think, a, I
1: think first of all, it's a typo. I don't think he had his supernumerary nipped. I think he has a supernumerary nipple, right? Oh, he,
0: <laughs> Scaramanga had three nipples. The Bond fella. You said he The had, man with the golden he, gun. You said he had three eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was a different fella. <laughs> um, yes,
1: he can well he says, Should I see my doctor first? I'm not sure what he means first. How else is he going to get it removed? But <laughs> <laughs> is, <he> gonna-
0: <laughs> well, is there any problem with removing
1: it? No, people do people do get supernumerary nipples removed all you the didn't? time. Yeah, they do.